Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. One Star Rewind. All right, everybody. We are back. Episode 29 or 30. I think... Is that terrible, Bethel? I don't know. I feel really important. I feel really important. (laughs) Really huge. No, this is actually big time. So Waco Farmer's Market, downtown. Uh Downtown. Downtown Farmer's Market. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. On here today. I'm like, this is the thing. My wife and I have been married almost three years. I think we've done this the most out of anything in our lives. Like the continuously going... Some people market. even meet at the farmer's market and end up getting and married. And getting married. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that in yeah. any way. Um, it is so cool. It's so much fun. We Were you involved when it was at the river too? How was, long have you... Wait, oh, hold on. Don't answer that question. Okay. I'm cutting ahead. Yeah. I'm cutting ahead. Okay. Before we, <laughs> before we dive in, uh, One Star Rewind is brought to us by two different groups. One, awesome. Rogue Media Network, where you can get all your podcasts, any, any podcasts for the most part, we probably produce. And also, we are brought to us by the Food Sensitivity Institute. And I'm going to do a little ad read here. It's my Good. first one. Awesome. Okay. If you're currently giving your gut a one-star review, it's time to get some help. The Food Sensitivity Institute is here for you. They give people, they, they help people get rid of pesky issues like weight gain, heartburn, or abdominal pain, and more. So when your body betrays you after your next meal, go to www.eatinghurts, and that's eatinghurtswiths.com to see how the FSI solution can help you today. Food Sensitivity Institute. There you go. There you go, Bethel. Boom. I'm sure eating at the farmer's market or getting food from the farmer's market could help with this. Because it sounds like natural, potentially. You know, I mean, homegrown. you can still eat pretty unhealthy food that's, that's local. Very, that's so. very true. Yeah, we do it all. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cool. Yeah. All right, Bethel. Well, welcome. Thank you to One Star. Uh, like every show, we're going to start with you. So Great. tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, where you were born, all sure. the things, and then how you came into this role. Tell us a little bit like about the farmers market, and then we'll dive into the review. Awesome. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. My name is Bethel. I'm originally from the Midwest. Um, Grew up in Illinois, went to school in Iowa, have lived a smattering of other places, including like Chicago, East Coast, Montana. Okay. Um, So a little bit of like all these places. This is cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I came to Waco 14 years ago to live at World Hunger Relief. Gotcha. Again, very different Waco back then. yeah, and my, my background was actually social work. Okay. So I was really interested in the food system always, cool. but um, a more active role than just case management. Mm-hmm. Okay. So involving people either in the growing and production of, of food or going into, especially with gardens. Sure. So doing school gardening, um, community gardens. Even when I worked at homeless outreach centers, I would usually have a garden. Okay kind of acts as like a safe space to be able to talk to people. Sure. Get your brain off yeah, yeah. like while you're yeah. getting your hands dirty. Well, so was growing up in the Midwest, 
like, and I always just think of this as like that's the homeland of of growing, of right? Corn, of corn and soy, like the stuff that you don't actually eat, <laughs> except as like high fructose yeah. corn syrup. So gotcha. not like food products, but like things that go into making yes food or growing food. Yeah. So is that where I mean, you, is that where you got your love for? It, no, no, what, no. What? I mean, I like see the the fields of corn, monocropped yeah. fields of corn, as like a weird um, landlocked body of water. Like okay. you can like look at it and it's waving like an ocean would. <laughs> true. So that's like my that's your water. sheltered experience <laughs> of growing up in the Midwest. That's cool. That's um, cool. My mom did gardens, okay. and she actually did pretty non traditional work with. Uh, agricultural extension. So she would go into okay. prison systems and do garden and oh, cooking wow. classes. Very cool. Um, and then at housing projects. So I would go with her during summer. So okay. when I studied social work, I was like, oh, yeah, this is such a neat way to hmm. engage people hmm. um, and take more active roles in their yeah. health. That'd be cool. I didn't think about gardening with like people that are in prison and they just, you know, they get that time outside. It's right. like, why don't you work on, work on a garden? Like something grow, grow some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be yeah. really interesting. And well, cool. really looking for programming, like anybody inside yeah. of a prison, if you're offering more educational opportunities, mm-hmm. sure. Um, people are hungry for that. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So then you moved to Waco yep. 14 years ago. Yep. And when did you get involved with the Waco downtown farmer's market? Nailed it. Um, So after World Hunger Relief, I started looking at options for how we could expand our marketing. Okay. um, Because we only had something called a CSA back then, which is Community Supported Agriculture. Okay. Essentially, community members are buying a share of the farm or that season's produce. Okay. So whether, like the weather, whatever happens to it, if it's hot, if there's a drought sure. and there's not great production, you already pre-sold uh, your produce. You. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that was it as yeah. far as retailing okay. produce. We still had a farmer's market out at the Extraco Event Center, okay. which yeah. was um, like the historical market that had moved from yes. East Waco over uh, okay, okay. to Extraco. Because yeah. I do know that was, there's that, still that old logo out in the East Waco Well, yeah, spot. and the, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, and that's where is that when long long time ago is that long long time ago long, long that time ago. I think maybe moved in the seventies or eighties okay. and then that moved to extra again trying to hit a different population sure. as people fled from yeah. like yeah. city center yep um, so that went out there and then it's just petered out over the years so I approached okay. them first okay. my young twenty three twenty four year old self and I was like yeah. how would you like to bolster this a little bit because it yeah. was like four farmers. You drive right up to a booth. You know, there's none of that yeah. community aspect. No, it's a, it's a come and go kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And so my their immediate response was, you should start something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Well, Waco's <laughs> not like big enough to have competing yeah. markets yeah. with one another. Sure. So I started looking into that and found a core group of people who were also interested in a farmer's market. Cool. But at that time, the city wouldn't allow anything beyond produce to be sold at a farmer's market so no meat milk eggs cheese honey just produce just produce oh wow so then we had to create a city permit that took two years oh my word got the then mayor malcolm duncan involved and then he joined our board and really okay really helped push it push it through so was that that was a city of waco thing or was that like farmer's market Texas or whatever. No, no. it was totally a, a Waco thing. And, you know, well, anyway, okay, whatever. Love the health department. Yeah. You know, I think that's. But. I think we. Um, I forget the guy. 
he has that booth kind of near the entrance, but we always get chicken from it. Like, mm-hmm. like we literally chicken man, chicken man, chicken <laughs> man. Chipotle Pack Farm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, yeah. I can never say it. But um, chicken man. I mean, man, if we couldn't get meat, I don't. Like, we'll still get some produce right. and stuff, but that would be a that'd be a killer. Not right. be able to do that. And so, definitely not awesome. prepared food. Yeah, like they wouldn't allow that. That wasn't so, even yeah even a thing then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then that was so two years waited for that permit. Uh-huh. Were you, during that two year time, were you doing anything with in a farmers market? world no. doing nothing just no. waiting to get the permit. yeah I, I i ran another nonprofit called okay. the heart of texas urban gardening coalition okay. so that was doing school and community oh, cool. garden okay but again making yeah barely any money yeah there, so. i know big yeah. big dollars there. yeah totally <laughs> okay so yep. you, you get the permit and then where was the first or maybe i'm jumping ahead here but where did where would that first location go down at the river that was so at the right river. at 35 okay. and new parks and before cool. the stadium had yeah. opened before yep. magnolia yeah i all the things i, I kind of love that we started before all yeah. of those things so yeah. that it really like we, and we didn't know if it would succeed sure honestly it yeah. was just a totally different waco we didn't really have food trucks in yeah. waco back then true true so yeah yeah to it, we just celebrated 10 years last year it, so to so even awesome. make it that far yeah it is it's kind solid of, at it this is point. kind of this like uh, October thirty first of twenty fifteen, right? When when silos open, it's kind of this like BC and then like right. AD. Like was this totally. before or after? You know, that's always kind of that line. And there is some not um, you can call it like taking pride in it, but there was definitely ways it had to be done a little differently mm-hmm. when you just didn't have this natural either just tourism right. or just more people here coming to see what's going on downtown. Yeah. Uh, my, my first experience w- with the, the, the farmer's market was um, I was down there with my dad. And so we were here, this was like middle of 2015. And, and I mean, I had gone to Baylor and stuff, but I left and then came back. And the Cotown crates yeah. that I remember we were walking and, the, and you know, and all the booths had a couple people at them. And then that thing had like, 20 people in line always a line and i was just like what is this thing you know so we wait in line we got the crepes and 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 my dad like growing up in portland there was always like the saturday market and we used to go there when i was a kid and and i think that was the closest that i had ever like really experienced like what a farmer's market may be and things like that and and people in portland really take pride in oh, you know totally. local yeah. things and home you know growing and all this stuff so um but that was like the first time i was like dude this is a thing in waco like i just didn't realize that but i remember that food truck being like just busy yeah packed. but yeah. yeah it was by the river and, and really cool. dichotomy like mm-hmm. we you know i'm background not business yeah. whatsoever so sure. then to see like to have helped create this space that has yeah. launched so many businesses that have storefronts seriously bethel and then like you know vice versa yeah people who launch to see if there's a market for it mm-hmm. and yeah within that first year don't, they don't exist do any longer yeah. and you're truly like I mean, you you are the food incubator of Waco. I mean, th- sure. that's what you run. On my business you, card. You, you're <laughs> on big time, you know. But truly, I mean, without without having a farmers market to launch, you know, and like specifically food businesses, I don't know where that they have to really take that leap. And if yeah. they're gonna overhead costs, overhead and costs. All of that. I mean, f- right. a food truck aren't cheap. Like if you get a not at legit all. food truck, like that costs a lot of money. So then it's like, well, do you go right into brick and mortar? sign a lease or you buy mm-hmm. a building and that's a big risk so it's like that farmer's market was always is that so do you have de- you've developed a lot i know yeah. you you know it, it may not feel like that but man bethel it's incredible it's insane man so well, there's a lot, a lot of good startups and i will add too that uh 
originally like moving into a storefront was kind of the end goal for mm -hmm. people but we have more and more businesses now that sure. they've just made saturday their business yeah. they're like the overhead of getting a building isn't yeah. worth it sure we do so much business during these four hours that we can yeah. make it stretch. They're just fine. They don't yeah. need to do anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. Yeah, a, a new level of success, mm -hmm. honestly. There's there's a, uh, we we get a hummus from the hummus. Yalitizers. Oh, uh, is that the name? Now it is. I've gone through Are a few iterations. Well, I, I forget. They, they basically said they have like 17, they do like 17 markets yeah. on, on Saturdays. And it's Austin based. In yeah. Austin based. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so, you know, my wife are like, geez, like that's like, that is probably just their business where they spend, I'm assuming this, I yes. could be, I could be off, but like they spend six days prepping yep. and then Saturday is just like this crazy, they have all these things going on mm -hmm. and then they check their sales and they do it for six days prep and then sell. So it, it is an interesting model. Like yeah. I, if you had going to one farmer's market or a bunch of them and you right. have to have a lot of people to do that, but, um, but it's cool to see that yeah. people just treat it like this is, we make enough in one Saturday to call it a day for us, you yeah. know, call it their do. job, their job, yeah, have yeah. quit other jobs yeah. to just do that full force. So what's your balance between, I know, I think we have talked about this, but like the, um, uh, like home, uh, I'm going to destroy this Bethel, like <laughs> your produce, your meats versus uh -huh. like home, uh, cooked things at the market, Prepared right? Food, yeah. Cause isn't there this ratio you have to right. stick with or so something? So that was created in the farmer's market permit ordinance okay. gotcha. too, um, to create or to keep us from going into a flea market. Yes. Um, cause I mean, if we accepted everybody who applied, oh. they're all not eligible. Most of them, like 90% <laughs> yeah. of applications I get don't, don't, don't fit, fit. Yeah. like custom toe rings. It's yeah. Like, well, <laughs> There, I think there are other venues for that. They're, That's they're, fine. they're organic. <laughs> yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and farms is always the hard part, which yeah. I think we'll get into with the review. Yeah. Um, yep. Of any farmer's market anywhere. Sure. Like farming is a dying profession. Yeah. Uh, so we're supposed to keep it 80% agricultural, okay. and we incorporate that to mean um, prepared food if they okay. use local produce or okay. um, like my pickle lady, she uses yeah. local cucumbers when they are in season. So okay. we can still count those as agricultural and even oh, defining cool. like my goat milk soap people, yeah. they milk their goats. Like they are farmers. <laughs> that is funny. Sure. True. This is a value added product when it comes to market, but yeah, yeah. but it's they are producers. It's goat's milk. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Do yeah. they sell goat's milk? On the no. side too, they literally just do it for soap. Goat's milk is regulated beyond belief, mm. so it, yeah, that's a whole nother like political issue. We need to have just a podcast on like type types of milk, goat's milk and oats milk and everything milk. that you can milk. Yeah, <laughs> all the milk things. Yeah, can yeah. you milk it? Can you milk? Can you yeah. milk it, Greg? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Crazy. Well, yeah. I was just I knew there was some sort of ratio and i knew just as the popularity right what, what were the give me the numbers again like i think you had texted me this or we talked like was it last year or what revenue numbers or yeah or what, what so were, the pandemic was really good for our business yeah. which is a surprise for but sure. especially with supply chain issues yep. with people being able to get access to food yeah um we were still producing like all my people sure. had already planted <laughs> yes. so you could come to the farmer's market yep. it was a safe outdoor space yeah um, and then there was a social component too that, sure. you know, we couldn't gather anywhere, yeah. but if you came to the farmer's market, you yeah. at least recognize people. Whereas sure. if you went to HEB or did curbside, you're yeah. not getting that same, you're not talking to those people that, that you would. Yeah. Getting yeah, fed for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, in 
if you want me to do numbers in 2019, yeah, our, our total revenue for all of our vendors was 800,000. Okay. In 2020, so okay. pandemic, pandemic, pre-vaccination, we hit 1.2 million for Jeez. all of our vendors. And then last year was at 1.9 million. Oh my gosh. So, which is just insane, Bethel. insane growth. Just, it, you look, look at it like as a business, that is nuts. So over the pandemic too, we've seen our numbers increase with our social programming okay. at our food access. So yes. we have food stamps, SNAP, and then a matching program that okay. will incentivize people to use their food stamps at market. So. Cool. Uh, we can match up to $30 per day, and that goes to use um, be used on fresh fruits and veggies. Oh, great. So it's like a win where we're That's incentivizing awesome. um, government benefits to be used at local businesses, but cool. then encouraging them to buy fresh fruits and veggies. Nice. Have you seen that? That's been Insanely. growing? Okay, yeah. Like pre-pandemic, we did like... 2200 that we yeah. dollars that we distributed sure. and then last year we were up to like 21,000. Wow, so that is odd. that that's the win-win right there. Like, yeah. For, you know, they're shopping there and this is good food going to these families right. and that's dude. That's and then you time. can get into like the economics of spending sure. dollars well, on local businesses and yeah. how it circulates in yes. our local economy. Yes. So yes. that's a good thing. Wow. Yeah. Bethel you're killing it, man. All <laughs> these things were so great. We're, we're, I, I'm so on, let's take it down a notch <laughs> and find down. the critics right now. That's our favorite part. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and read the review. Awesome. Okay, cool. And now a word from our sponsors. We're back with Bethel. Uh, we're going to read this one-star review. But before we do, I have to do my rewind noise because we're going back in time. Oh, we're going back in time three years ago. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. Let's rewind. Right. And it's brought to you by Rocket Video for all your VHS needs. Rocket <laughs> Video. All right, this review comes from Don Stevenson. And we say his name because he's on Google. This is a Google. Yeah, this is Google. That's a Google. Uh, you can go look at it. Now, I, I also preference i think you you being my guest here have the most reviews of anyone i've interviewed so far a thousand we get reviews a lot. Told, yeah. so many good re and five stars like the waco downtown farmers market has a lot of great reviews and yeah. i always have the preference that we're not bringing you on with like a 1.9 rating okay Ooh. like you a thousand that's that's incredible bethel that's a lot of reviews uh so but this one uh this guy, Don, he's left 51 reviews. We kind of perused it real quick before yep. we got started. He He's left a lot of reviews for like chains, which is surprising. Whataburger, AT&T. AT he, he is not an AT&T fan. No. Nope. No, nope. really killing AT&T. Sorry. I think like two separate stores he gave one star review. <laughs> Poor AT&T. So, uh, but that does, you know, he's a local guy, so that means he does give reviews. He's left pictures. He doesn't have a profile picture. Which is, you know, a little a little odd there. That's fine. But he's definitely a, a reviewer. So yeah. this tells me he's not a, I'm going to make a fake Gmail account. Right. It's it. his name. It's his too. name. I yeah. mean, we can, we're going to bring him on later. Yeah. So, no, I'm kidding. That would be fun, though. <laughs> he's hiding it? over he's there. Hiding, he's hiding behind the, the plant. Uh, all right. Are you ready? We're going to read this yep. review. Read it. Okay. Three years ago, Don said, if you are expecting a farmer's market, you'll be disappointed. I only saw a few stalls with actual produce, and the prices were outrageously high. The purpose of a farmer's market is to cut out the middleman so the prices are lower, yet the farmers make more money. 
This is more like an outdoor boutique where people can walk around with their pets and brag about how they how they prefer organic. I'm sorry about how the prefer organic <laughs> items. I was trying to correct his grammar. Yeah. The end. That's okay. pretty good. Only one grammar. Mistake. Only one. That's actually so, that's we had good. one the other day where they spelled kalachi wrong three times in different the ways. Different ways. Yes. Yes. It was. That's good. I think it was intentional. Uh, okay, Bethel, talk to me, man. What happened here? Okay, this th- three years ago. Three years I, ago. I think I was still <laughs> defensive too, and so I would actually respond <laughs> yes. to bad reviews, yeah. and I'm like this. This isn't and, worth and it this for was me. Pre-concussion, which I know this we didn't is, talk well, about yet, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you had a concussion while working yeah, at the just, farmers market, yeah, getting hit by a tent. Right, but I, anyway. I don't. I don't bring those up. Yeah, oh, sorry, we won't talk about that. So anyway, <laughs> three years factor. ago. What, okay. Uh, yeah. So so and it was written because I responded. I mean, you can in my response. Yeah. Um, so it looks like it was in the middle of winter that he wrote this response, which yes. Well, okay, let me read your response. Yeah. Because I don't always have responses sure. to read. So you said very graciously, thanks for visiting and reviewing us, Don. Uh, I hope you'll be able to join us later in the growing season when more of our farmers are at market. January, January and February are months of planting and planning rather than harvesting. So yeah, you're you're saying this was January or February. It's mm-hmm. in the winter season when this yeah. review was left. Okay. Gotcha. And- I have to be intentional to be gracious when I respond. <laughs> yes. Because my immediate reactions are not gracious. No, this was good. But I, yeah, part of that is the education. Just like I was saying, a farmer can produce goat's milk soap. So yeah. like redefining what is agricultural or yeah. what is a farmer at market. And when we limit it to just growing produce. Sure. Like Chicken Man. Yeah. He's a farmer too. He is. He's a farmer. Uh, yeah. So yes, we might not have produce, but sure. just like August... January and February are just the worst yeah. production months. And so we do yeah. see our overall vendors decline, like the number. Sure. Um, so we, we have fewer offerings. The fact that we're able to be open and yeah. host an outdoor market in January and February, Incredible. I think is fairly significant. It is. That's huge. Even if it's raining. Yeah. And yeah, again, I have this mentality that if people produce it and harvest it mm-hmm. or spend all night baking something, yeah. like I don't care if it's 32 and raining, mm-hmm. I'll still hold a market because yeah. I know, like I can even picture those customers who I know who will still show up. Like yeah. they are the diehards. Yeah, they will be there because they know that these people yeah. are trying to yeah. make a go well, of their business. And it's such that I think I've used win-win a few times here, but you're providing an outlet for folks to run their business and, and provide for their families and mm-hmm. earn re- and make revenue. And then the community can come and shop and they can get better, you know, items and food items than they may get somewhere else. So it's like right. by holding the market, it is still providing wins on both sides, Hopefully. which is still a great thing if they're yeah. coming. Right. I mean, yeah. you're not, you're not twisting people's arms. Like you got to get out of here and set up your tent. Like it's like, if they don't no. you know, I mean, so if they don't want to come, well, then you wouldn't be open, but people right. want to be out there. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I this um. So we we run a program with some high school students, and we teach them. Uh, we, they go through an entrepreneurship course, and one of the questions we talk about. There's this one practice test that we take, and it talks about how uh, these are all fake um, examples. But there's a person that opened a pizza shop, and they had to raise their prices because they're now the labor went up like from 10 to 15 bucks an hour or whatever but then they source their ingredients locally 
from a farmer's market. And so the students, you know, they have to pick like, what are the two reasons why the prices increase? And so the obvious ones like labor, they're like, oh, well, labor went up. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's the second one? And they're like, um, and they're like saying all these things. And I was like, well, they're, they're, they're sourcing their ingredients locally. Like that, they're just going to pay a little bit more for that. And they're mm-hmm. like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But that's so, but it does make sense. And going back to he's referencing higher prices, like you're, you're getting such a better quality and it's sure. not this high volume. Right. Like you go to right, HEB, right. of course they can buy 10,000 heads of lettuce yeah. and it might be a little cheaper right. than if you're sourcing it locally yeah, from it's the you same, know? like a corporate model where so much yeah. is being produced that the overhead is so mm-hmm. low. And it, yeah, we were just having that conversation myself and a rancher last weekend, you know, conservative rural man. Sure. Um, and a, some guy like, walked up and he's like, yeah, I tried to buy jerky here last week and it was $10 for a bag. And like, I can't afford that. Um, and yeah, gas, like we've seen how that has impacted totally. people's shopping habits this, yeah. this summer. Yeah. But for this rancher man, most of my farmers, like the agricultural producers are coming from 45 minutes to an hour and a half away. Most yeah. of them drive trucks because they work on farms and have to haul stuff. Sure. So like that gas oh, increase, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's all hitting mm-hmm. small businesses. It is. It is. Um, so it's not, yeah, we're cutting out the middle person yeah. and it's a shorter yeah. um, supply chain. Yeah. But yeah, there's still people who are trying to make ends meet totally. uh, and trying to get like, mm-hmm. they're still not paying themselves for the labor that they put into no. like farming, especially like produce mm. farming. Yeah. That like picking blueberries. Yeah. They're tiny. Yeah. And my blueberry <laughs> farmers, they're in their mid fifties. Yeah. Like they're not spring chickens any no. longer. Yeah, they're not pulling up, picking up right. all the blueberries. Yeah. If we could have like 18 year olds or sure. even, you know, child labor yeah uh, it would be easier yeah. but these, yeah, yeah. The, and they're sure. laboring out there yeah. in 102 degree weather yeah. like that cost it does should factor in it totally should your your time is is valuable no matter right. who you are and what you're doing yeah and, even if it is like monocropped mm-hmm. large-scale farming sure. i mean the true cost of food is not reflected i think no. we're the country that spends the least amount of our budget on food. Oh, really? Yeah, it's okay. something. I know. We, I don't have facts right now. Well, so. no, I, mean, hey, I, <laughs> I believe I don't you. Have statistics, yeah. but yeah, the culture sources. Yeah. No, well, and don't we like throw away the most food yeah. or something, We're or don't don't extremely we? Extremely wasteful. Oh my gosh. Yep. I used to work at this. Um, this is a common story with a lot of fast food, but this uh, fast food place, and man, the amount of. Uh, sandwiches that were thrown away at the end of the night was just like painstaking, you yeah. know. And I know there's regulations, and I get it, you know. If it, I, right. I, under, I understood it, but it just like painful. Right. There was one night where we had dumped all the, and they're still in the wrappers, and you know. But this guy was walking by, and he was asking me for some money, and and he needed food, and and I was just like, dude, if you go look in that thing, I know this is gross. Please don't judge me. But there oh, was I'm like a dumpster diver. There was like two. I'm not saying like two bad. It was like two hundred. Yeah. And I was like, dude, if you go look in there, like they're in ba- they're wrapped, they're fine. Like you they're go so grab in a good couple. Condition. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I don't know. The, so the amount of food that we throw away, yeah, is crazy. Well, and so I did work at a food bank when I lived in Montana. So yeah. I've been here 14 years. Okay. Took a three-year hiatus, moved to Montana, okay. worked at a food bank there. Okay. Um, and so much of the food that we received is based off of the like surplus sure. in waste of our food system. Um, and we would get like pallets of watermelons because mm. rejected by Walmart or Costco. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because they're the wrong size. Uh. And it's not not edibility. It's literally 
like these little uh, they cosmetic. didn't meet a standard yeah, yeah. which is crazy which is i mean people won't buy it then they have sure. the option when they're in the store yeah and I, I see more and more businesses that are capitalizing on this, mm-hmm. um, oh, like the ugly food, Yeah. Um, which then is interesting to me politically, like how much is that siphoning away from like food banks and food pantries? Sure. Yeah. It's a complex, yeah. Cause you, you, silly system. Any, yeah. You're looking at it and it's like, oh, I can go get this. They're just throwing it away. Right. We'll take it and we'll sell it for maybe 50 cents less or something. When in right. reality, it's like, no, this food should just be going to, out to an organization that can get it to people mm-hmm. who really need it. Yeah. It was just getting tossed. And, and I did used to yeah. dumpster dive. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have my own. <laughs> I have my own stories. Uh, you know, now, now back want, in the day. <laughs> I want I want a milk podcast. And now we want going dumpster diving yeah. with Bethel and oh, see what you found. I was in yeah. the paper here. And I was doing it for bad news. Dive? Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to tell me. Uh because I, when I was the Urban Gardening Coalition director, sure. uh, again, I'm like 24. Yeah. Um, we would go to Baylor when it was move out time. Sure. People just throw oh. out totally good stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I had put that I was hosting a workshop on it. Oh my. Which it's illegal to enter into a dumpster because it's private property. <laughs> and workshop. so the news, like the, the paper picked up on did it. They, oh, okay. I thought you like, did they catch you? No. Oh, okay. Which would have been fine because. I'm a white girl. Like well, that would have been a cool story, though. Yeah. Like pictures of you coming out of the trash can or something yeah, with like a, a cool desk. Yeah. No, there is a individual, a part of this network that he'll he'll remain nameless, uh, but he might be producing the show right now. He is like the <laughs> king of found something for free out of a dumpster. Yeah. Like like there might be a desk in here somewhere. That could that, be like a whole Instagram. Not, it yeah, could be. Like look what I found. No, but some. I mean, we love Baylor. I went to Baylor. Right. I, I get it. But man. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Yeah, just thrown out. and, and it's I would like, find like me and homeless people would be in there, and they're like, <laughs> "I found this iPod, and I can sell it for this much." And I'm like, "Good for you, good for you, yeah, go get it, dude." Yeah, like, seriously, yeah, you, you might as well. Yeah, I mean, and if they're not all the time, you know, enforcing, sure, just policing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to the review. He ends it with, "So, do you think he uses the word outdoor boutique?" Uh huh. And I know Waco. We, we talked about our. Are <laughs> when the timeline of things changed in town, but like post Magnolia silos, all these things. Like I think boutique has kind of taken a that word has not been twisted, but like there's so many little what you would call boutiques. Now sure. I don't even know all the things that fit in that category anymore. Do you think he's just is he trying to call this like oh it's like a it's like a boutique like that you come and like walk around yeah but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we do have a set amount of people who do non-agricultural items like jewelry. Sure. Um, and it just rounds out the experience, mm-hmm. especially with tourists. Yes. You know, they're not going to be buying produce, but yeah. they might be buying something that says Waco sure, on it definitely. or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so those things are able to be present mm-hmm. all year, yeah. even though our ratios of farmers to non-farmers yeah. kind of fluctuate. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's... I- the critique or some people will comment like, Oh, it was only a food truck well, parking lot no, rather than no. a farmer's market. There's not even that many, how many, I mean, five or six, yeah, like maybe yeah. I'm trying to just recall right. what I see. Uh, don't you have a, is it like one market a month? That's like the handmade. Maker, yep. handmade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so it's Saturday. So, okay. And that's where you can bring in more people that are making just yeah. items. To well, sell. and with the pandemic, so many other markets did shut down. We were able to stay open because we operated as a grocery store. Like sure. here, people cool. can actually get things that they yeah, like yeah. essentials. Yes. Um, 
but we still had parking lot space. Cool. And so we tried to um, establish a more regular rhythm for our yeah. handmade people cool. because their businesses were affected by not having Completely. the you know pop-up markets yeah. that were happening. Yeah. And it's like, well, we, we yeah. can share this space with more people. Yes. And that has helped with their sales overall. Yeah. Again, the consistency of having like a third Saturday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been great to be able to showcase and add, um, really high quality products. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that people can yeah. buy locally totally. or do larger, we, uh, custom orders. Yeah. And, we yeah. get the, I, I think we probably have five or six of those, um, like the headbands, mm-hmm. like the headband oh, yeah. lady or what, yeah, yeah. like I, it's just like every time we walk by it, I already know, like Lauren's going to go over and be like, Oh, I, I like this color. And I'm just, right. I think we have that at home, but <laughs> that's you know, it's okay. So we feel like we always get produce. We get the chicken from the chicken man. Uh-huh. We'll get the quesadilla, um, from that, uh, quesadilla guy. It's quesadilla, quesadilla, quesadilla guy. He's yeah. always really yeah. nice. Um, yeah. Quesadilla factory. And then we get the, the headband. So it's yeah. just always, it's just all our little collection of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. I'm going to, I'll bring up this one of these last things and I don't know. I truly don't know where you stand on the pets. Are you a pet fan? Or a not pet fan because because he talks about okay where people walk around with their pets they do and we it's, we bring our dog sometimes yeah. and it's hit or miss mm-hmm. because she's she's a little younger the dog is and it's like sometimes she's a little out of control sometimes she's in a good behavior where I mean are you all pets I I'm fine with it yeah. um there's different directions to go but when it's 108 outside your dog oh. doesn't want to be there either no. and so like their poor little paws so yeah. that's a thing. I do feel like people come to show off their pets. So, oh, interesting. Um, like whether it's a cat in like a bubble backpack or a dog <laughs> in like a baby Bjorn. Um, but back in the day, Riverside, yeah. and this guy's still around. A guy would used to bring his raccoon. Oh no! And then on a leash or something, or like in a no. bag. Oh, just walk it around. Yeah. Okay. But he's a he's a pest control guy, so I think he had like. God. Anyway, like, don't bring your pet raccoon to farmers market. Bring your raccoon. And then this was even this was awesome too. A guy who brought his parrot, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's cool." Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you saw the backside of his shirt, oh, and it was just poop. poop. I was oh. like, "Okay, so less cool." <laughs> Leave your parrot at home too. Right in the front, yeah, not yeah. awesome from the back. Yeah. Oh no, the pooping parrot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I saw pet, and I, I automatically thought just dogs, but no. I guess. Cats in a it's backpack and a raccoon and a, and a, what else? Has there any been ostrich? I mean, have you seen? Not yet. No. I have had a, f- farmers have brought like baby goats and oh, baby yeah. lambs, sure. but that's like applicable. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, he's definitely, he's definitely hating on the people with their pets. It's probably dogs. Yeah. But... And then bragging about how they, how they prefer organic yeah. items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think Don, we're talking to you here, dude. I, the Waco Farmer's Market, I don't know if there's like rankings or it seemed like it's like a really good one. I like, did make it into Southern Living. So, oh, we'll see then. Come on, know, dude. Okay. Pretty. I mean, you know, kind of a big deal. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's one of the better ones and probably in the state. You know, I think the way you run it incredibly well. That, I mean, you. just from a business side, like these revenue numbers are incredible from just optics of people going and enjoying it. I, I mean, it's, it's like it's the thing to do on a Saturday morning, yeah. you know, regardless if it's a 101 degrees or if it's 30 degrees people people go so he might have just been upset he probably really wanted some produce or maybe he used to be a farmer i i don't know but i think this is not this review isn't indicative of really understanding 
what's going on right. and what you do there. Yeah. So I don't know. And then at the end, just to be hating on the pets, like, come on, man. Like, just, you know. That's fine. Maybe he saw the raccoon. and Probably. This like, this, there's no place for this. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> okay. So we talked about how in the beginning, you were re- really diligent about replying to all these reviews yeah. all the time. A thousand reviews. But <laughs> that's that's a many. lot of reviews to reply to. Yeah. So was there, when you saw this, I don't know if you remember back to it, but was there anything you read from this review that changed how you operated the market or, uh, you know, how you set up vendors or any, anything like that? Or? No, um, it really, it, it, it shows to me like the educational side of it again, of like how we define a farmer, yeah. knowing the growing seasons, sure. um, the things that we take for granted because we can go and buy anything we want at a grocery store at any point in time. Yeah. So to really hit home, like what does local mean and what does local look like okay. eating seasonally? Sure. And I mean, I've, I've internalized those things that there could be educational <laughs> components, but yeah. I, I haven't done anything yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. I was curious. I mean, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you, you see these and you're just like, dude, like, I, so I also send out customer feedback surveys at the end of the year oh, cool. and, and yeah, I do. Oh, I, God. there, there's great information yeah. um, that I take away and start looking at more critically, but there are things like you should put AstroTurf <laughs> um, you should astroturf the parking lot. I'm oh, like, just, well, just do that every Saturday. <laughs> I can't do that or plant more trees. And I'm like, again, <laughs> it takes years. Yeah, but that appreciate it though. Yeah, we'll take that into consideration. And then there's always like expanded hours. We would love to see more hours. Mm. So this is like my little like yeah potential project. But we might be looking okay. at a Tuesday night market for oh, next year in a dang. different location. Oh, dang! But still downtown, Bethel. Yeah. dropping the knowledge. Yeah, shoot. So, when uh, when will we know more? I don't know, but huh. I would hope to launch in March. That would be sick. Yeah, that a night a night. I'm a sucker for a night market. And there would be alcohol available. Oh, okay. And right. music. All and, right. Yeah. All right. Could be a good I thing. I want to know more about. That. Yeah. Well, we will we will be in attendance every every Tuesday night awesome. in March whenever yes. this starts. Uh, well, that's incredible. Okay, f- final thing. Yes, I'm Don. I get to be Don Stevenson for a minute. I, I've I've left 51 reviews. I don't know if I want to be Don, but I'm going to be Don for sure. a minute. You're here with me. You get to say your you get your parting shot. You get your final thing. Is there anything you would like to tell Don? Me, aka mm-hmm. me. Yes. Right? Yes, Is there yes. anything you'd like to tell me based on this review? If you had, if you had to tell Don one last thing, well, I would hope that he would come back, especially three years later. Sure. Yes. Um, and even though it's like stinking hot, yeah, like I have blueberries and I have peaches. This, even though it's a ridiculous time of year in Texas, yeah. it's produce season still. Yes. So. Um, even even in the three years too, like I hope one bad experience isn't doesn't mm-hmm. turn you away yeah. from market, but yeah, it could just be an off day too. So, so again, invite you back to thanks, re-experience I'm, it. I'm coming back. I'm thank awesome. you for that. I'm coming. Great. He's Good. probably been back. I, I think my favorite thing. I, I love to assume things on the show, uh-huh. and <laughs> and I think the thing I say all the time is like when I read these reviews, I'm like, dude, you know they've been back. Like, I hope like so. Like, you left a two-star, but come on, Don. For three years, he hasn't stayed away. You know he's well, been back. There are those people who, once we left the river, they're like, haven't been back. And I'm what? like, well, it's been five years. So, obviously... I haven't been back. The reason that you were going to the farmer's market was yeah. not for the essence of a farmer's market. It yeah. was dependent on a location. That's stupid. Yeah. And that's not even, like, if it's... 
just about distance. It's not even really that far away. No. I mean, and the parking options were way worse yeah, over that there. That was bad. Wasn't it yeah. near that like fire st- that yeah. train at fire thing or yep. training or whatever? I mean, we we were utilizing an abandoned RV park. Yeah. It was a beautiful location, was, but it had become yeah. Yeah. a homeless encampment. Jeez, dude. So, yeah. Yeah, and now yeah. it's under development, but that's a whole nother I was gonna, conversation. I was, gonna, okay, I, mean, I was gonna bring it up, but I won't bring it up. That'll be on the yeah. next show we have. Yeah. So uh, I, I care more about the Tuesday night farmers market. Good. So or market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bethel, thank you so much. Is there anything before you leave? Is any? I mean, you've already dropped some cool bombs on us, but yeah. is there any other parting things? Nothing else? No. no. Just open year round. Open year round. So visit us on Saturdays. Cool. Sounds yep. good. Bethel, thank you. We can't wait for the trees to start growing. And uh, no, kidding. All right. Thanks, man. (laughs) Thanks. Have a good day. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.